Hi, you are listening to Moment of Truth, and I am Bishop Talbert. And this is Siobhan Queen B. We are excited to bring you a new chapter, next chapter in life. We have um, started giving church service here in Mobile at the Ben May Library. Um, it's right on Government Street in the heart of downtown Mobile. This first Sunday, we talked about, um, kind of talked about our story, how we were relocated to Mobile. You know, a testimony how we dealt with um, a lot of naysayers when we left Ohio, how we dealt with a lot of negativity, how we dealt with a lot of um, temptation, and even even doubt. You know, doubt. Satan tries to place doubt inside of you that you aren't good enough, that you won't be successful. You know, we we touched on that. You know, it was, you know, kind of just letting it all out there. You know, that's that's the biggest thing with us and our ministry, Queen Bee Farms Assembly of God. We try to bring you the truth, raw and uncut. You know, sometimes it may not be, you know, the prettiest sight, but we're letting you know that if the Lord can work with us, he can work with anybody. If the Lord can see us through our times, our toughest times. He can work with anybody. Um, I kind of touched on um, some of my favorite verses in the Bible, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord, you know, with all thine heart and not leaning on your own understanding. You know, that is the tough thing to do. You know, it is it's really tough. A lot of people, you know, struggle at that because you 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 tend to believe what you see. But, you know, the Lord places of a vision in your heart and you must you must follow it. You know, we don't know the steps all the time, but we know we will get there as long as we continue to believe that our Heavenly Father is in control. We also touched on um, the book of Ephesians, you know, about um, wrestling with, um, you know, with with the doubt, you know, wrestling, wrestling with sin, you know, how it is up to us to take accountability, you know, to to continue to continue moving forward, to continue listening you know, tuning out all of the negative thoughts, tuning out the negative people, you know, just walking away from certain situations where we feel compelled to to get up and and, and, and speak our minds and, and tell someone how it really is, you know, but the reality is, you know, sometimes you, you, you know, we must sit back, we must, we must pray in, in the situations, you know, our Heavenly Father, He doesn't always give us the message right when we want it, but it is up to us to sometimes just be quiet, just sit back and just wait, you know, when that, when that, when the correct time does come, it will be the perfect time, that's what we must remember, you know, this is our very first Sunday, you know, I'm excited to bring you this message, we are excited, you know, to start this new chapter you know, on this beautiful journey, we would love to have you join us, you know, if you're not able to be there physically, you can always um, send your donations at, um, well, I'm using the cash app um, at Q-N-I-B-E-E, or you can do it um, via PayPal at lovely, L-O-V-E-L-Y, Q-N-I-B-E-E, at gmail.com. Yeah, you can use the cash app or the PayPal. You know, all of your um, donations, they're not for us. They are for the children of God. They are for Everyone, you know, we are expanding our ministry every single day. 
You know, we are working with other leaders throughout the city. We are working with other organizations worldwide. We're just looking to build homes. We're looking to build churches. We're looking to build schools. We're looking to build hospitals. We are looking to 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 just establish communities of self-sufficiency where you do not need to rely upon anyone except our Heavenly Father. So if you would like to be a part of this, don't hesitate to give us an email. Or if you prefer, you can even give us a call at area code 251-333-8439. And we also touched on our book, uh, Misguided Mary. We continue reading it. It's about a young lady um, living in Atlanta. She deals with a lot of um, heartbreak in her life, you know, a lot of sin, um, everything from, from from abandonment from her parents to, to heavy drug use, even turning to prostitution. She was looking for love and looking for a quick way, you know, but in reality, that is not the way our Heavenly Father designed it for us to go. And she eventually um, turns her life around you know, after serving some time in the penitentiary for her actions. We are excited. We would love for you to pick up the book on Amazon. Um, just check it out. It's called Misguided Mary. It's um, co-written by my wife, I, my wife and I, Miss Siobhan Queen B. Yes. And, and Bishop Talbert. But we thank you for, for checking out Moment of Truth. And if you are interested in advertising with us, we have several different packages uh, we will fit around your budget. Whatever your budget is, we will make it work. But yeah, you just um, you can email us or give us a call. Well, once again, we thank you. Um, just ask you, just share this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it be iTunes, whether it be Google Play or TuneIn or wherever you get this podcast at. Just share it. Share, share, share. You know, this is for all the children of God. This is for all the... God's children all around the world, and we are excited to begin in this journey, and um, we would love to have you be a part of this. Well, once again, we thank you from everyone at Queen Bee Farms, Queen Bee Farms Assembly of God, Chuck's World Entertainment, as well as Queen Bee Construction. Thank you. I am Bishop Talbert, and also Siobhan Queen Bee. Yes. We thank you, and God bless. So the two ladies gave each other a hug. Mary very drunk she staggered to her car and headed home once she pulled in the driveway mary noticed there was only one light on in the entire house so she figured that the kids were already asleep so she was quiet not to wake them as she entered the house i saved you some dinner checking the microwave how was your first day on the job, said Uncle Pete. It was interesting. I think my manager is a homosexual, but everyone else in my department seems pretty nice, replied Mary. Now, where do you work at again, said Uncle Pete. In the bakery at Queen Bee Farms Plaza. I thought I told you, said Mary. Oh, yeah, over on MLK Boulevard. I know that place. I go there from time to time. That was my wife's favorite grocery store to shop at. I don't remember much about your wife. Just seeing her a few times when I was very young, said Mary. 
Well, we were together for over 20 years until she got clean. She tried to get me to stop using cocaine. But at that time, I did not want to. So she moved in with her mama and left me here with the kids, replied Uncle Pete. Whoa, I had no idea, said Mary. She comes and visits the kids from time to time, but that's about it. Hey, I saved you a hit of this boy, boy, if you want, said Uncle Meek as he handed her the glass pipe. Yes, I'll take it. I'm starting to feel sick anyway. But first, I want to heat up my food in the microwave that you made earlier, Uncle Pete said Mary as she walked toward the kitchen. After her food was warm, she walked into the den carrying her plate along with the cherry red soda. When she sat down, Uncle Pete handed her a different glass pipe. This one was a lot smaller and lighter than Mary was used to. So Uncle Pete placed the pipe on Mary's lips and lit it for her. Mary wanted to ask, why were they using a smaller pipe? But as usual, Mary kept her thoughts private. This time, she inhaled. She didn't exhale right away. Instead, she held the smoke in until her eyes closed and her head started shaking back and forth profusely. Then she finally exhaled and laid back in the chair, closed her eyes, and listened to the jazz music that Uncle Pete had playing softly in the background. Hey, Uncle Pete, why do I feel sick the day after smoking, said Mary, very softly. Oh, that's nothing. You will get used to it. You just got to smoke more often. As long as you live here with me, me casa es su casa. My crack is your crack. We smoke crack together, replied Uncle Pete. Mary and Uncle Pete smiled and gave each other high five, signaling their bond. Deep down, Mary felt her uncle was misguiding her, but she thought that he loved her anyway. Chapter 4 Revealed. After working two months, Mary had finally saved up enough money to move on her own. It was on a Friday when everyone in the bakery had just gotten paid. While standing at the time clock, about to punch out, Mike walked up to Mary. Hey, what's your plans for the weekend? Mike asked Mary as she was placing her time sheet back in the holder on the wall. I finally saved up enough money to finally look for a place of my own. I am so excited, replied Mary. Congratulations. Do you want to have a drink to celebrate, said Mike with a smile. Well, I don't know. I should be calling some apartments to find a place to live, replied Mary. Come on, please. Just one little drink won't hurt. Besides, it's my treat, said Mike while poking out his bottom lip. So Mary agreed to go, but Mike explained that he did not have a car and he rode his bike to work.
Actually, can you drive, Mary? I don't have a car. There's a bar not too far from here, and I am sure you would like it, Mike said to Mary. Mary nodded her head in agreement, and the two got in Mary's car. I have to stop and get gas first, but it will only take a minute. Did you need anything from the gas station? Mike asked Mary. Nah, I'm good, replied Mike. While Mary was inside paying for the gas, Mike noticed something shiny hanging from the ashtray. So he picked it up and instantaneously knew that it was a pipe for smoking crack. He placed it back inside the ashtray so Mary would not notice that he touched it. When Mary got back into her car, Mike did not say anything about what he just saw. Instead, he just pointed at the bar so Mary continued driving. When they arrived inside the parking lot, Mary explained that she had been here to this bar once before. Yes, it's a nice place. All of the college kids hang out here, said Mike. I'll meet you inside. I have to make a phone call, said Mary, as she dug inside her purse for her phone. Okay, I'll be sitting at the bar, said Mike as he got out of the car. Mary watched him through the rearview mirror until he walked inside. She immediately grabbed the glass pipe and put it inside the glove box and locked it. Oh my God, I hope Mike did not notice this in my ashtray, Mary said out loud. Not to seem suspicious, so Mary put on some lipstick and headed inside the bar. As she was walking toward the bar, out came Sarah holding her cell phone next to her ear. Hey, Jazz, long time no see, said Sarah with a smile on her face. Hello, Sarah. Yes, it has been a minute since we've seen each other, replied Mary. Well, give me a call later. I got to go meet my parents for dinner. They just got in town. I'm sorry I can't stay and talk longer, said Sarah. So the two ladies gave each other a hug as they went their separate ways. As Mary continued walking inside the bar, she noticed Mike sitting alone at the bar. Hey, Mary, I'm over here. I just got us a couple drinks, Mike shouted from across the room. Mary walked over and sat down with Mike. I hope you like Long Island iced teas because I bought you one. Actually, this is my second one, said Mike as he was slurring his words. Mary knew Mike was already drunk, so she started sipping her drink to listen to the live band that was currently playing. Hey, do you want another drink, Mike offered, Mary? No, thank you. I need to be at home soon. Mike didn't appreciate Mary telling him no, and he mumbled something under his breath. Excuse me? What did you say? Said Mary with a look of concern on her face. I said, I bet if I had a rock, then you would stay. Mike replied very aggressively. Is everything okay here? Said the bartender while staring at Mike. 
Yes, everything is fine. My friend just had a little too much to drink. I'm going to get him home now. Thanks for asking, Mary said to the bartender as she grabs Mike's arm to help him stand up. Even after we decided to leave Ohio and came down here, it was still like blurry, like a kind of, I'm not understanding what's going on. You told me to come here, Lord. Now I come here. I don't have nowhere to go. I don't have no job. I barely got family. Who cares? I don't, I just feel so alone. But when we come to that point, we have to realize that we have to continue doing what took us to get there. We have to continue listening. See, God, God will lay it out for you. The Lord will lay it out for you. This is, you're going to start here and you're going to end here. It's that middle that gets everybody confused. You be sitting there and you really don't understand and you start to question yourself. You know, you start, well, am I right? You know, it, it'll mess with your confidence. You'll, you'll feel like, man, what am I doing wrong? Am I listening to the wrong people? And, then that, and that's another thing. When you, once you tell people what your vision is, everybody's is different. Everybody get a different message. Everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different destiny. So if you tell him what you, what you think, he might say, you crazy. That ain't going to happen. You know, it's nothing against him, but that's just in our sinful nature. Naturally, we're doubters. We don't believe. We're not optimistic. That's a learned behavior. So when the Lord gives you a vision, it's up to you to see it through. You have to make sure that you continue to press on regardless of what's going on around you. I know that's not the easiest thing. Just a few years ago, I was traveling through 15 place and you know trying to find my way after originally coming to Mobile from Ohio so I understand a lot of stuff which you all are going through but it's believe it or not it's not just it's not just us down here it's a lot of people with money way up in Montgomery a lot of the state representatives they're just as confused you know, they just, a lot of times, they, they hide behind the things they have. But there's it's still emptiness inside of there. Still emptiness inside of your heart. So, do not get upset. Do not get discouraged. Because you're in a place right now. A lot of times, you're in a place right now because it's going to help you go further beyond than you ever could have thought. Because you... Just like a child, if you give a child, if I gave my daughter every single day what she asked for, she's not going to appreciate it. So you have to go through things in life. You, you, you have to, the Lord will test your patience. See, when you have faith, it's one thing having faith. But when you have faith and you expect the Lord to do things for you, that is when you know that you are on the right track. Because it's easy to say. A lot of people will give you lip service. Hey, yeah, I got faith. I'm a believer. But if you look down inside of them, they tell you, well, I don't believe that's really going to happen. I just said, it's not going to happen. You have to expect that the Lord is going to deliver. It is not up to us when is the timing. It is not up to us how it's going to happen or which steps or what we're going to do. A lot of times we plan it. Well, this is going to happen. Then next, I'm going to do this. Then right after that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bust this move. I'm going to do this. No, it don't happen like that. 
You know, only thing you can do is continue to press on. You continue to believe. Because if you expect it, the Lord will give you everything that your heart desires. You know, and I am living, I am living testimony to that. It's still not easy. But just having belief. You know, like Proverbs 3, 5 say, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust what I don't believe. My mind is telling me all the time that it's not going to happen or don't even expect this to happen. But you trust in his, you lean on him. You know, you, you absolutely believe in Christ. You know, that is something I'm working on. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, that is, that's, it's not easy. But what you do have, you had an opportunity we have, we have each other. We're, you have other people that you can lean on, that you can rely upon. That's why we come here today to come out here and spread our message to let everyone know that the Lord is real. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm still on my journey, my family and I. But we are willing to go through it with you all so you can see exactly what we're going through. So you don't feel ashamed or left out because you're not where you want to be in life put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against spiritual wickedness in high places and when I was going through my process when I was running for for office you know I was tempted by people that were already in power. Okay, now let me break it down for you all. Like Alabama Power, you got um, Alabama Forestry Association, you got Farmers Association. These are really big um, corporations in the state of Alabama. And what they do is they get together with a lot of people in the same field and they combine their money. And then when somebody's running for office they like, they give them money to back them so they have the finances needed to win. So therefore, when they're in office, they don't have to worry about that person they gave the money changing laws too much. It's because it's easy. They'll say, hey, we looked after you, we want you look after us. Someone came to me with that saying, well, we will give you this, but you cannot say anything, you know? I said, no, I'm not going to do that because that would be going against my whole belief of getting into the office and to politics. And there was the conflict. You know, I didn't receive, I did not receive the financial backing that my opponent did because I said, I am a child of God. I am going to believe. A lot of people say they be they're believers. Y'all see the political commercials throughout. I'm a Christian. I'm a Believer first. But if you go and look at what's really going on, you will see where their true heart lies. A lot of that stuff is, it lies with the person with the biggest pocket. So like I said, I, that was something I was dealing with. You know, you may see something out here. Somebody say, hey, um, I got some clothes for you. I got some money for you, but I want you to do this. You just have to resist that because... Happiness, happiness is temporary. Me and my daughter, we always talk about this. Happiness is temporary. 
That's just a short, short while. You can walk out of here now and find $50 on the ground. You'll be happy for a minute, but in a couple days, a couple hours, when it's gone, your happiness is gone. What you want is you, you want that everlasting joy. And you get that everlasting joy by continuing to believe in God, by continuing to talk to him, by continuing to seek him out. You know, it doesn't take much. You know, a lot of times I'm at home. I got four daughters. A lot of times I'm at home. I got to lock myself in the bathroom for a few minutes, say a prayer. Excuse me. It's like a new cleansing comes over me and just allows me to, to continue moving in my faith because they... You all know children will test your nerves. So a lot of times, like I said, I, I just get off to myself and then I'm able to continue to, to move forward, you know, without any, without any, um, without any thoughts of going back and, and doing what I know I should not be doing. It's in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were cast in were much. And there came a certain poor widow. She threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than all thy which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in abundance, but she which did cast in, she had cast in all of her living. Now, when we think about giving to the church, it's not always financially. It's, it's your time, it's your love, and it's your prayers. Now, we are just starting out, and we need all the help we can get. So, you know, that's why we're asking you to fill out the card. I want you to think about and consider joining us on a regular basis. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, and we're not just staying in this building. We're here right now. This is temporary. We have, we have plans. We have this is the end of 2018. We got a lot of big things happening in 2019. We are thinking, we are working on taking our ministry across seas. We are in the process of talking to different buildings and different people and other organizations in Africa. So this is the perfect time right now since we're small that you all can, it doesn't matter, whatever you can do. You all can come with us and you can help and you can be, you know, be a part of something that's bigger than you, you know, because it doesn't stop with us. This is something that we're doing because this is the Lord's work. We're here. We're here to be a part of you all. We're here to work with you all, you know, as long as you're willing to do the Lord's work. That's what we're focused on, doing the Lord's work, you know, just simple as that you know what i mean nobody has to be best friends or buddies or anything like that because when it come down to it we all have to say on judgment day the lord's not gonna say who was your friend or who you you know who you hang out with it's the fact did you do what i say when i called upon you